0: Welcome to the Marketing Experience Podcast from Rwanda. Thank you for tuning in and making your decision to grow online. This is the show where we talk all things in relation to marketing. And now, here's your host, Avast Zumak. Hello, this is Avast Zumak, and you are listening to the Marketing Experience Podcast. This is episode 6 and every week we get to talk about all things in regards to marketing. We talk about challenges, lessons, failures, thoughts, suggestions, projections, and anything that falls underneath marketing at large. So I'll start with one of my biggest challenges for this week, which revolved around Facebook shops. Now, as you know, Facebook offers free shops to all brands, to any brand that wishes to use Facebook as an e-commerce section and I was managing or creating or doing all things to the Facebook shops for a certain brand but then I couldn't navigate, I couldn't change the currency. What do I mean? Now remember while setting up a Facebook shop you have to select a currency whether it's the US dollars, whether it's the pound or any other currency that's out there. But then the main challenge was every time I tried selecting or choosing a currency, the default or the remaining currency I was seeing was the U.S. dollar. And I couldn't change it. Even if I tried doing anything, it was still stuck in the dollar currency at large. And even I tried deleting the shop because I wanted the best out of it. But then, I couldn't do anything at all. And now, this week, Instagram made an update to the DM section. And it was centered or it was structured around offensive messages, because that's what it was showing every time I tried tapping into it or learning more about it. So here's how it works. In case you get any messages that you wish not to respond to, whether bullies or crazy fans or anything that falls under that category, Instagram added an offensive section where you can add those messages or those people who, all those brands that try sending you those messages that you do not like to respond to. Now, initially, there was about... Two options one where you could report, or two, just sorry, there were about three one where you could delete the message, two where you could block, or three where you could just hide. But then, Instagram made a section where now you can just place that message or that person or that brand in that section, and for good, they'll be in that section. And I believe that could be something for due diligence that, hey, I would like to know more about the person who has been disturbing me all over my Instagram handle and then try to deal with them. Apparently, I've just, I've seen this with only Instagram. I haven't seen, I haven't yet seen it with Facebook. And it really amazed me and I was like, why, why did Instagram try implementing this of the first, before earlier on? But all in all, the feature was added and we could expect something better and good next time or in the future as we keep on testing and testing. So moving on, WhatsApp this week extended the videos from 30 seconds to 1 minute on the stories panel. Now initially you could only upload a 30 second video onto your WhatsApp status, but right now you can upload A one minute video to your WhatsApp status and it will be live and anyone can see it. Though I found one caveat in that testing process that it worked on on about two statuses that I uploaded because the minute I saw that update, the minute I saw that accessibility, I was able to upload additional two videos that I was able to test it from. But all in all, I'm um, sensing that feature to be available starting the coming week and the weeks ahead and I believe many brands will be able to enjoy it because remember the usual process has been just upload 30 seconds, 30 seconds, 30 seconds videos till you reach the threshold time that you had planned in advance. But then right now if a WhatsApp is planning to do something like this this means if I told you had a three-minute video, then you'll only have to push it in three rounds, and then it will be out <laughs> to the whole public to see. But, but remember, these are all into the development and update stages, so I believe they are trying to work on something, linear something that's more useful to the end audience, uh, which could be more beneficial in the long run. But all in all, I was able to test out the one-minute videos on WhatsApp, which were three in total, the one that I had first uploaded accidentally, and the two that I uploaded and saw how they worked in simple terms. So I wanted to pass that out because it amazed me, and it's one of the things we never expected WhatsApp to push out, mostly uh, to push out right now. But then, If that's like the end goal, then I believe we will be seeing things that will be changing in the due course of time. So this week I saw something that really amazed me and sparked my attention. So in case you remember the contextual communication where I talked about, hey, let's say, hey, Avast, or hey, marketers, or hey, salespeople, or hey, CEOs or hair entrepreneurs. Now, I saw a similar a similar scenario with one of the brands that I follow, which is Border. And they tried pushing out something similar, but this time around, it was more appealing. The way they pushed it out, it made more sense. And actually, I pushed it out, pushed it out on my LinkedIn profile and the brand really appreciated it. So here was the deal with how this brand pushed out the whole messaging. First of all, they used a cost-effective means. They used short messages by sending bulk messages but then they contextualized them for each and every customer that uses their their application. And uh, basically the transport like the way you would do Uber, the way you would do left any of those services. But then they sent out a message like out I quite um, it was something like hey Avast Um we're missing you something like that but then it was contextualized. You get so the message was like we miss you Avast and then at the end they added an emotional emoji. Like, the emoji was kind of sad, so you could get, like, the context of, like, the whole message you get. And then the second line, they were like, we're not being cheesy, but our... Sorry, we're not being cheesy, but our rights are in the same without you. I mean, that was, like, the headline to me, and it was an attention-grabbing point, because these... These were short messages, and this is an app that's used by millions of people in Uganda, and I believe in other countries. In case you use, in case you use these kinds of apps like Uber for this case, so this message was sent out to all of its audience, and this screenshot was sent to me by a friend, and I just replaced my name. In, in just replace my name to better to better push out this message the way it was, and to me this what this this these are like the main three elements that I would like to pass on to any brand that's trying to get in contact with its audiences, with its customers, with its audience. In short, now, what I did was they made the message short and on point. Remember, this is a short message. And second, they contextualized it and they added in emotions. They added in an emoji and they added in the name of the person they were trying to send the message to. And also, they made the message, they pushed out the message in the right time. Now, this message came in in the period where public transportation was lifted whereby we could now travel because we have been in a lockdown for about 42 days. So that message kind of was appealing to the main audience. We, the people that use the service, but at the same time, it boosted confidence and it increased the overall overall relationship with the end consumer plus the owners, the brand owners at large. In the main, that is one way of getting in contact with the customers and at the same time making sure you as a brand owner do something that's really exclusive. Because I'll be honest, I hadn't seen people, I hadn't seen brands that do that and I really liked it at the moment I saw it. So personally, I would like to pass that on to every brand that please try following that format that what I did and you'll see the end results of how it plays out in the long run. This week Twitter made an overall update and made all the features and buttons black. What do I mean? Now in case you've been using your mobile or your desktop app on Twitter, you've been noticing these changes, where where most of the words like the home, where the notifications, the search, the lists, if the profile and other words, or even the search area were turned to black. Now, I don't know where this arose from or who passed on this suggestion, but it brought some controversies and a lot of people are more of like boycotting it and never actually seem to love this feature at all. Though, as always, I try saying this. To me, I'm more into testing and seeing how these things work out. At first, I thought my computer or my version had bugs, but then I saw it on my desktop version. And over, had like a couple of friends, even industry leads, talking about that update. And as of now, I wouldn't pass on any judgments. I wouldn't give it like any rating till I see how it plays out. Maybe they're trying to push it out in the long run they're trying to bring something out of it or to self react to it this time I would I'm not saying anything till I'm fully aware of what I'm trying to push out at the end as part of the community you guys will let me know what you think of this update because this was public to all of us everyone that uses the platform and um, Really, this is something that's beyond my that has surpassed my capacity of understanding because it's an update that was, I believe, maybe it was. It, I I do, I wouldn't say it was, but I believe it was just passed out without the beta testers testing it and see how it plays out. So I'll just leave that to you guys to give me your feedbacks and let me know what you think of the over the overall update. Then we'll try narrowing it down and we we'll see whether we can add it into the next episode, which is episode 7, and see how it will play out or how it does play out in the coming week. This week, Twitter started testing out scheduled rooms in advance. Now, try, Im- try imagining or try picturing how you've been seeing the spaces the active spaces that have been taking place. Remember where the Twitter fleets were being where the Twitter fleets were occurring? yes, so imagine how that whole setup was or how the person who was hosting a space had the whole experience and you as the person that was about to join, could see the whole thing rotating and moving around and around and now, Twitter made it public in a beta from the from a beta side that now you you as a person that uses Twitter can see which rooms will be up next. Apparently, I didn't see this quite so much because, as I've said, it was in a it was in a beta mode, meaning beta testers were the ones to test and see how this played out. But then I saw it from a tweet that was pushed out from one of the beta testers that I saw that had this experience and put it, something out of it. And I just wanted to pass this out to you guys that anytime we might be seeing or experiencing something similar or linear to that. Towards the follow this week, Twitter temporarily hit the pause on the verification process now this happened after months of resuming the verification process but then Twitter temporarily that's what they said put a hold or put a stamp hold into the verification process. And they'd never made a public date when they would re- resume the verification process but then you just have to let that happen or you just have to let Twitter decide on when they will try resuming the whole process and As of now, we have nothing to say. But this was the tweet that was tweeted out by a Twitter verified profile. It was saying, we've temporarily hit pause on rolling out access to apply for verification so we can make sure improvements to the application and the review process. For those who have been waiting, we know this may be disappointing, but we want to get things right and appreciate your patience. Simple as that. And that was out on 13th of August 2021. Apparently, I I would say I'm kind of disappointed and I'm not kind of disappointed because at some instance I was expecting this because I saw like five of the brands, prominent brands that I was following, which accidentally lost their verification badges, but then They regained, some of which never actually regained their badges at all, you get. So, I would say, like, these guys are trying to fix some bugs or they're trying to make the verification clean and secure in the end, but who am I to judge, who am I to finalize what decision Twitter had to make? I would leave that to you guys because you use Twitter as well and you know the whole system and how it has been working. As for me, still, I'm leaving that to you guys, and then we shall move on the discussion to the next episode 7. All right. So, remember when I said sociology is the next big thing? Apparently, that was my personal guess, but I saw this making rounds on social, like, a, lo- a whole lot. And to make my point right, I did push it. I did push out the message out on my LinkedIn profile where I said, in fact, it was a poll that no, it was more of a text, yeah, it was a text post that social media is the next big thing in the world of social, simple as that. And people reacted to it, and that was from my side. While I was on Twitter, I saw the same thing happening. People were voting, yes, it's the next big thing, because why? Remember when I talked about. The rise of people using like the spaces, the green rooms, using Clubhouse, the Facebook audio rooms, all those audio features that shows the rise of audio content. And that brings me to like my main tip, like as a brand that wants to create content organic that would thrive, start creating audio content as simple as that. It is so simple as recording a podcast, editing it and pushing it out. But then with audio content, it's in real time and it's engaging. It doesn't have to be long like 40, 30, 18, 20. It just needs to be filled with value and straight to your audience. This way it makes more sense and people find it of high worthiness. As simple as that. I'll leave the rating for you guys to give me ratings with regards to the social audio. Personally, I'm rating it out of nine out of ten, and that's why I'm betting most of my time and money right now that social audio is the next big thing. I might be right, I might be wrong, simple, but I'm saying social audio is going to be the next big thing as a brand. you need to devise means to see how it can be of value to you as a creator in the end game and that brings me finally to conclude. Today's episode, apparently this episode has been short, Um, but then based on like the research I made, I never want to fill this episode with fluff, a device of fluff material, but apparently I try sharing, sharing the stuff that I come in contact with or that I hear from people that I trust that do like the testings or the testing that I find appealing as well. And that draws me to my weekly tip, which is be confident. Add confidence to part of your daily routine, to your daily goal. Keep pushing it hard, no matter what happens, because in the end, you are going to benefit a lot. As I said, I'm not in a state where I should be pushing out this, but then these are personal experiences that I experience on a daily and weekly and monthly basis. Add confidence as part of your own goals. This is how you could start. Whenever you're meeting someone, don't be scared because you're meeting a person like you who does almost the things that you do. Just breathe, relax, and go do your thing. I'll see you next episode 7. And thank you guys for always listening to this episode. And see you. Stay safe. And that was the Marketing Experience Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and we invite you to subscribe on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, and wherever you listen your podcasts from. It would be great if you gave us a five-star rating and invite your friends to do the sale.